we're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. And welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. You got Melody, Tracy, and Steph here today. And today's topic is dancing. So I really like how you did things last time, Tracy. I decided I just want to jump right into dancing and we'll go over our goals at the end here. So to get started, how was your experience dancing? And do you want to start, Tracy? Yeah, I will totally begin. So my my greatest epic dance party of this past week was actually last Wednesday night, I think, or last Thursday. But I danced, I probably, once you invited us to do the dancing thing, I did it quite frequently last week, but then I didn't dance this weekend or this week so far. And I think I should dance more because this has been like, this is such a Tracy thing to do. I feel like I just need to do more of this in my life. And I think I used to when I was young. I just reflected on that. When I was a little girl, my family, like I would turn on my Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. And I would also turn on this eight, like this 80s, or I mean, no, not 80s, but it's an oldies CD that I got from Old Navy. Um, <laughs> they were my first two CDs. And I literally would put them on and then I would dance around my house. Like, and I would wiggle, you know, all the time. So it, so last, last Tuesday night, after I'd had a really good call, a really good coaching call, I was like celebrating inside and I'm like, I should dance. And so I used dance as my celebration and I got up and David documented it on his phone, all my dance moves. It was hilarious. And, um, but he didn't, he didn't document all of them, but I turned on the song and I came into his office and I danced and he thought it was very funny and it was very, very fun. It was very great. And it was like such a reminder to me because that moment was a moment of energy. That moment was a moment of appreciation. It was a moment of celebration. And that moment I knew was going to pass. I know moments like that, they don't last. They're great, but they, they pass. And so I knew it was like, hey, if I don't capture it now, it's gonna go. So I gotta like dance while it's the, the joy is filled, like while I'm feeling it. And then it passed and I was like, it's over. Good. Feel good about it and just like moved on. So, but not that, I, not that that's like the, the takeaway for me, but I do remember, it's just a good reminder that like moments of celebration or moments of joy or those things, like they come and they go. And that's normal. That's part of life. But it's nice to celebrate in those moments. So I used it more of as like an energy pickup. And I used it as a moment of celebration. So I just feel like dancing is such a powerful tool for getting silly too and laughing more, enjoying yourself more. So that's my main takeaway. What about you, Steph? So it was interesting because I was at a friend's wedding a couple weeks ago. And I was just in a really bad mood. My car had broken down. Like I was just exhausted, right? And that's, like, the first time I've, like, sat, like, out of a dance. Because usually I love, like, dancing with people. But it was actually sort of interesting because I was, like, catching up with a friend. And it was interesting observing people dancing. And that a lot of it is just, like, 
you know, moving a little bit. And as I, I was dancing, I realized, like, I'm not just the little, like, move a little back and forth, bob my head. Like, I do big motions. It's creative. <laughs> and Tracy, the photographer at her wedding, captured a picture of me. And it's actually sort of embarrassing because it's like everyone else is in their normal thing. And I'm like, arm spread, like going for it. But I think that's what I realized as I was dancing this week of dancing allows me to be creative, to create my dance moves, to use my whole body. And and like you said, Tracy, it, it really is like just a moment to celebrate. So... That's awesome. I really like how uh, you basically talked about being present, Tracy, just being in the moment. That's the thing that stood out to me the most. Because um, it's true, those moments do pass. And you've taught me and stuff that, you know, like when we're sad, you also have said, like, remember, this is going to pass. And I was like, oh, you know, that's true. The same thing goes for happy moments, that those happy moments are going to pass. So be in the present and feel those. And I also like what you said about how dancing and stuff, I feel like this is what stood out and what you said too, that uh, dancing is so you can let loose and be silly and be goofy. I, I think it's a really good stress relief and kind of anxiety uh, let go. So uh, my experience was I danced once this week and the reason I wanted to do this challenge is because I have a really hard time letting go. I feel like I'm kind of this metal box of anxiety and <laughs> it uh, builds up and builds up and explodes. And I definitely, you know, I'll be honest, I've had people call me uptight before. And I, when I was really offended when I was first told that, and I was like, I'm not an uptight person. And that that has really stuck with me. And I think that has stuck with me because I realized that it's true. I can be really uptight. And, but I wasn't as a kid, like as a kid, uh, like you were saying, Tracy, like I just dance all the time. And in the last podcast, we talked about that Tony Robbins meditation and how we grabbed onto experiences. And one of the very first experiences I grabbed onto was dancing in the kitchen with my family. That's one of my favorite, favorite memories. That's when I felt the freest and the most myself and the happiest. And I love dancing. Here's the thing though. This is my experience. I danced once and I couldn't, I'm, I cannot just turn on music and dance. Like that just does not, that doesn't happen. So I turn on a dance workout video and it was a 30 minute video. I did it for 15 minutes. I felt stupid. I felt embarrassed. Jacob walked out and I stopped and paused it. And I said, you need to walk away. I'm not doing this in front of you. Um, I turned it off halfway through and went on a walk because I didn't want to do it anymore because I just felt stupid. And then I felt really, I felt really frustrated at myself. I was like, why didn't I just let myself like let loose and have fun? Like that could have been fun. It was a fun workout, but I just, I chose to have a bad attitude about it. And I felt embarrassed and it actually was like, I thought it would be a fun challenge. I was like, this is going to be so fun, but it actually brought up a lot. It brought up a lot. It actually was a really hard challenge for me. And I just have ever since then have kind of been 
fighting a lot of feelings. Uh, so that it was a hard challenge for me this week. So that was my experience. So I think it's awesome that you guys know how to just let loose and dance. I want to be like that one day. So maybe I'll keep doing dance workouts. We'll see. I do have um, a desire, a goal. It's a bucket list item to join, to do like a hip hop class and learn hip hop for a year or something. I think that'd be so fun. So we'll see. Um, if you need some good inspiration, Justin Timberlake's music video, the troll song, come, what is that song? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, let's see. Uh, um, I know the song you're thinking of. It's the, you mean like, it was on that troll soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it was I'm, I'm looking it up while. right now. Can't stop the feeling. So me and one of my sister-in-laws, we would just watch the music video and copy the people in it. Because it's just <laughs> regular people dancing. We would do that all the time, like at family dinners just a couple years ago. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not like a uniform dance thing, and people's moves are it's like old people, young people, but um that's a great one to like it's a great song but then also to just try to copy people's dance moves i like that and melody i think that was really honest and vulnerable and thank you so much for sharing your experience because i feel like other people can relate to you other people understand how vulnerable i think i think dancing is really vulnerable in a lot of ways and it, it i think it taps on vulnerability <clears throat> excuse me and i think that it's good to acknowledge that it was hard to do that in the way like that you tried to create an environment where you could do like a dance workout right where it's not too too crazy and yet at the same time it was like uncomfortable to be watched or to have somebody see you and i just wonder if like he wasn't around and you did it you tried a different time and just sort of like how do i feel by myself even without him watching maybe i can do like another thing i don't know i just think it's not worth like i think there's times where it's like huh how could i make this a situation where i it maybe doesn't feel natural but i'm more like i can see it through but it doesn't have to be that you have to see it through you don't have to right but i just think it's like it's an interesting thing to, to kind of say what is the environment in which i have felt safe enough because you felt safe with your family to do that mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a good observation and a good win. And, and to think like, could I do that again with my family? Or is that something I still feel safe doing? Sort of looking at that and getting curious about it. But I think it's just really, it's beautiful to, to share what's, what's not everybody feels good. And I'll say a lot of people don't feel comfortable dancing. So you're not alone. Well, yeah. and it's so, it's so surprising to me because one of my favorite videos from the Utah Podcast Coalition that I used the clip over and over is you and Tracy dancing. <laughs> so I thought that yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that's hard for you. I do. I love, I love to dance. I really do. Like when I, when I think about like pure melody, I, I just feel like I'm goofy and dancing. Right. And in that moment, I just was feeling really good. It was, it was fun. And I was with you guys, so people I'm really comfortable with. And I think it just depends on the time and the place and the mood and, and things too. I, I think, and I think that's just kind of how vulnerability goes in general. Yeah. Like you're not just going to open up at, at any point, you know, it, it kind of has to be right. And, and 
yeah i and and thanks for validating my my um openness tracy but i don't know i don't know it just it gets harder when when you're a grown-up you know i i see these little kids who are just being goofy and having fun and i'm like oh that's the life like that's pure love that's pure happiness right there these these little kids just dancing and laughing and I just love, I'm in primary and I just love watching little kids and they're just having fun. And I'm like, oh, they're so carefree. And I'm like, oh man, you guys, like kids are awesome. So I did look up some articles and I feel kind of funny. I'm like, is that kind of ironic that I looked up like these scientific articles when, <laughs> when this is like about dancing and let loose, but anyways. Just so there feels like there's some validity to this podcast, you know. But uh, and I'll send you these links, Tracy, that so we can put it in the show notes. So uh, let's see. So I looked up a article from Harvard Medical School called "Dancing in the Brain," and these are just a few a few art uh, things in the article. So it says in a 2008 article in Scientific American magazine. Uh, a Columbia University neuroscientist who cited, cited, anyways, that synchronizing music and movement, dance essentially, constitutes a pleasure double play. Music stimulates the brain's reward centers while dance activates its sensory and motor circuits. So I thought that was cool because it's like, it's a combination of using your body and using your brain at the same time. Uh, in the same article, it talked about how dancing, uh, helps with, it reduces the risk of dementia, and it can also help with Parkinson's. I thought that was really interesting. And they tested a ton of different things. They tested cycling, golf, swimming, tennis, like a ton of stuff. And the only thing that reduced the risk of dementia was dance. Wow. And isn't that so interesting? Wow. I know, so crazy. And um, with that, though, uh, I also yeah. think about um, when I worked at the assisted living, that like dance used to be such a big part of culture. That's how everyone met their spouses. Like mm -hmm. that was a social thing. There were all these dance halls that people went to. Like that was a staple of community was a dance hall. And so I think like that's cool because like it brings back so many memories because that was such a big part of culture. Totally. And I, I was just about to say, I wish it was still part of culture, but it is, uh, aka TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it's I guess. It's a little different good now. Good point. It's not like going to a dance hall, it's recording yourself doing a dance and putting it on. Right, right. One more here, uh, then I want to chat more. So in a small study undertaken in 2012, researchers at North Dakota's Minot State University found that the Latin style dance program known as Zumba improves mood and certain cognitive skills such as helps with visual recognition and decision-making. Other studies show that dance helps reduce stress, increases levels of the feel-good hormone serotonin, and helps develop, a new, helps develop new neural connections, especially in regions involved in executive function, long-term memory, and spatial recognition. I thought that was really cool that it helps uh, improve your executive functioning skills. So like complex decision-making. Um, I just thought that was amazing. I never thought about like how much dance does for you. 
And then my thoughts were, like I just mentioned, people love dancing. That's why the reels that do the best are the ones of people dancing to music. People love to watch that because it's, I feel like it just, it evokes emotion and makes people happy. People want to get up and dance. And it's not always happy emotions. Like sometimes it's a, you know, emotional interpretive dance. And there's just something about being able to express yourself through movement. And I thought about one guy on Instagram. His name is Jeffrey Benny. He's an ultra runner, but he doesn't have any reels of him running or exercising. Every single one of his reels is him in workout clothes doing a dance. And he was able to grow his followers. I watched his account. He grew his followers from like 6,000 to 125,000 by posting dancing videos. And that's not the only Instagram account that has grown because of dancing videos. People love dancing, you know, and I just thought that was really interesting. So I have so many thoughts right now. First off, I was thinking about when you talked about children and how they tend to like be more free with their movement. And that's not, I don't, I think every child sort of shows up differently with music, but when they're comfortable, I feel like they all are willing to move. So there is a comfort level that even children have to have. And some kids don't have to, they're just like, I'm free all the time, but some kids are not like that. But I will say that this past Sunday, we were at a different, um, we were in a different ward and this, they were singing, the primary children were up singing and the song was Gethsemane. And that's the Gethsemane, Jesus loves me, that song. And this little girl in front of us was interpreting dance. She was doing an interpretive dance to Gethsemane. Oh my, it was so cute. And it was so pure. It's just like how she was feeling the music. And I'm just like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I feel like I've also done many silly things in my life, but I think I've told you guys this story a couple of times, but I'm going to share it again just because it's like one of those moments. But when you talked about, um, Steph talked about how it brings happy memories, like you were, you're reminded, like dancing also reminds you of times that you've previously danced, like, oh, when did I last dance? And so I think it, I, when you talked about the memory aspect of it, like that it prevents all dementia or that it can be, a, you know, I'm like, wow, that is incredible to me because I really need help with that. Like I already struggle with my memory. So I'm like, wow, I just need to dance more guys. But um, I think it also does like bring back happy memories of other times that we've danced. And so I think for myself, I just have so many cool memories of dancing. And my wedding was like such a fun dance experience. There were so many people who came and, and danced. And I feel like the people who came were like willing to jump up and enjoy the experience. And that was really, really fun. And then one of the other things that comes to my mind is uh, when I was in DC and there was, it was Ryan Shoop and the rubber band and I was in the front row and it was in this ward room and there was all these people sitting and he was like playing such, it's like fun music. It's moving music. And like literally six or seven songs had passed and nobody was up dancing. I was like, this is so weird. And this girl behind me said, hey, if you dance, I'll dance. And so I like jumped out of my seat immediately. And I'm not kidding you, like dance party in 30 seconds. It was like hundreds, I'm not kidding, like 120 people were up out of their seats as soon as I moved. And it was like this incredible moment. 
And people, even when I left DC, that's like what they remembered was the spontaneous dance party that got started by me standing up. <laughs> and like, um, and I don't know, that's just sort of a fun memory, but it's just kind of like the reminder that we all need encouragement and we all need people to kind of remind us that we can dance. So I really love dancing, but I do feel like there has to be like, especially in a group of people, it's more vulnerable. And I don't know if, if everybody's not dancing yet, I don't know, just like how long does it take for one person to dance before other people dance? I don't know if you guys ever saw those videos, but there was like this person who would just dance and it's like, how long did it take her to dance before other people would join her? And it like took a while but then people started to join the dance party. Anyway, kind of interesting. Wow. It's like, you usually want to be around the people that are dancing because they're having so much fun. Yeah. Tracy, that's a really cool story. That probably, I feel like that's a memory when you're feeling sad, you could just remember that moment and feel those feelings and feel a little bit better. Yeah. I love that. And I love, stuff that you were just at this wedding and I love that picture of you like just arms spread and you're like big and and just happy having fun and I'm like man that's just so I feel like that's just so stuff you're just having fun and don't care if people think and I just think that's awesome so I another thing that I thought of and this is kind of not related to dance but I think I don't know. I'm just going to share it anyways. But I listened to a Tony Robbins podcast. And it's the only one I've ever listened to. But he said I was driving in the car. And I realized his podcasts are very interactive. He always has you do things like now stand up and do this or think about this or anyways. Um, but he was like, okay, I want you to get in a pose, like get confident, get in a pose that makes you feel confident. And I was driving, so I didn't do it, but I just visualized myself posing. And my confident pose was like dancing. I was like, the I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just saw myself like going, like making weird sounds, like throwing my arms around. And I was like, that was my confident pose. Um, and, that has just stuck with me. That happened a couple of weeks ago and that has just stuck with me. And I've, I've kind of been chewing on that. And I'm like, why, why was like making funny noises and flying my arms around? Why was that my confidence pose? I don't know. And I, I don't know. I know this is kind of a stretch and I don't have a fully formulated thought on this, but this, this just, as I was studying this dance, that was just something that came to my mind. And I think it has something to do with with just being vulnerable and and I feel like when you dance or when you move or maybe when you make funny sounds, I feel like it just releases something. It just, and then all of a sudden you just don't care. And then you feel like yourself and you feel good. You know what I mean? So anyways, I just really like that. So do you guys have any other thoughts on dancing or anything around this topic? I think it's just a good reminder, like, also, as I was dancing, I was like, I love dancing. Why don't I just put on the, like, I'll have the music on, but I, I, for a bit, was doing really good of, like, always dancing, and I think it's just a good reminder, and I'm sort of like, mm, maybe I want to, like, add that to my morning routine, because um, it's something simple, but it does just get, get you excited, so. Totally, it does. One more thing that I thought of, I guess. I 
don't dance a lot, which is why I wanted to do this, but I have had runs where I'm like really feeling good and I have a good song on and I'll kind of dance while I'm running. There's like nobody around and I'll kind of like knock the words and get into it. And I'm like kind of dance running. And I love, I love those moments. Those are good moments. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing I was going to say is the like Steph, I feel like when Steph dances, this is like my memory. It's just like, I feel like she brings the joy. Like she, and that's kind of what Steph does. I think she brings a lot of joy to the world. And I'm like, when she dances, I think it's just like a manifestation of her capacity to do that. So I think I just love when Steph dances. It's like one of my favorite things, but, and also I love that we dance. Like I remember when we danced spontaneously and I feel like it was spontaneous. And, and so I think inviting that spontaneity into our lives is also a really good thing. Like dancing is very spontaneous and it's an opportunity to be like, oh, here's some music. Let's do it. You know, let's play it. Let's dance a little. And, uh, yeah, we just love, we love the people who can also do that and not be afraid, right? Like, it's kind of like, here I go. And I, so I think that's interesting that you did think of yourself dancing and being silly, because I think that is confidence. It is confidence to be able to show up in that way in the world. And uh, so I think that that is a cool visualization. I love that that's what you saw yourself doing. <laughs> uh, oh, and then one more thing. I wanted to find this Instagram reel so bad and I searched forever and I could not find it because I don't remember the account, but it's a therapist and she posted this video. It was months ago, but it really stuck out to me. Um, and it basically was saying like, if you're feeling sad or tired, just get up and move, like shake it off. And it just, she's a terrible dancer. Like you could tell zero coordination. Like she's a therapist, not a dancer. Right. And it just showed her like getting up out of her chair and turning on some music and, and it wasn't even really dancing it just was like random movement which I mean I guess is dancing but <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like synchronized in the music or anything she just was just kind of like moving and shaking and, and she was like this will make you feel better and I've had that pop into my head a lot uh, especially when I'm feeling down or tired and actually uh, Rachel curfew says the same thing movement and I can I can always get myself up to go on a walk, but I feel like hands up in the air, like different movement. I just I feel like, that's like you different. don't care. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I've had that. I I've never done it. It's it's a tool that that I've been taught. And like I said, I'll get up and walk. But there's been so many times where I'm like, just move. Like get up and just move your body weird. Just just move. You know and. I know it would, it would help, but I just, I've never done it. So maybe I'll actually use that tool. But I think it's impressive that you get up and walk because that seems a lot harder to a lot of people than getting up and dancing. I, lay down and, I mean, I lay down and take a nap. So there's two options, napping, oh, walking. Napping sometimes is not a bad thing though. There, yeah, there's I, definitely times where I'm like, I definitely should take a nap right now. Well, I will anyway. tell you one thing I forgot this past week I did jazzercise. I took a oh jazzercise class like <laughs> twice. Did you have the leotard? Uh, I didn't wear the leotard, which would have been great. I wish I would have a leotard so I could wear it. That'd be great. But it's a Zoom class, so you don't even have on your video camera. And I discovered that that's a powerful thing because I was just like, whatever. Like, I don't know how to do this dance move thing that she's doing, but like, whatever. So I was just like, I would just do... Yeah, and if I felt like doing the arms, I would. But one of the things that I noticed is that the movements weren't very 
it wasn't some of it didn't make sense to me perfect i was like that doesn't make sense that that doesn't make sense but other times i was like i don't care it doesn't have to make sense like meh okay like do the thing but most of the time i was like wow that was so fun it was so much fun and i like left it and it wasn't super crazy or intense and i feel like i needed like a low intensity movement workout but in that 45 minutes of that class i got as many steps as i get when i play pickleball for an hour and a half wow that's awesome that sounds so fun yeah it's great. i want to have a dance party with you guys let's do it yeah let's do it um okay so let's unless you guys have any other thoughts there i want to move on to our goals so steph do you want to start this time tell us how your goals went for this week and then tell us what your goals are for next week so I had the same two goals for weeks, and the first goal was to clean this office. Let me just show you. <laughs> My desk is so cluttered. It's not like messy, but it's just like papers. Did not do that. And then the second goal was to do an hour of my audio for Reminisce, and I did not do that two weeks in a row. So now I'm reevaluating because apparently those are not priorities. So then tell us, tell us what things you did accomplish this week, because I know that you accomplished. Um, I ran my fastest 5k pace, so the distance, so that was good. Um, and yeah, like I feel like I um, did do a lot of things, just not those things on my, my list, but you know, it's always this week. Just navigating. Exactly. I'm like, and you know what? Maybe I like to have a cluttered desk. Maybe I like to have mail all over. So I might even put that as a thing. <laughs> Maybe you do. Maybe it like makes you feel, I don't know, more busy or productive or I don't know. Maybe you know where things are. <laughs> I don't. And it was just something simple. I think this is the room that I can shut the door and be fine with. But I think that um, I'm not going to set any specific goals. I'm going to just work on um, the habits that I'm working on because that's really my I was telling Tracy um, before you got on that I just keep on thinking New Year's Eve of this year and New Year's Eve stuff is going to sit there and I want her to be like, you know, the year's ending. But next year is not going to be much different because we're bringing up we're bringing along our spiritual routine like we're bringing along our physical routine like i'm just in the routines and it feels great you know so that's really what i'm hoping for and that's what i keep on thinking is hey like 250 days of this like my character my nature everything is going to change but it's just that consistency for sure i love it i'm all about those uh what are they called what's the difference between a smart goal and then a goal that's not not it's smart. more about becoming <laughs> <laughs> i like the becoming goals anyway yeah. Tr tracy how how did your goals go and what are your goals for this week i I'm sitting here thinking about what I said last time. 
I don't think we, we said it on I, the podcast I last time. I remembered, I was like, I think after that, I didn't say my goals. I think I actually forgot that part. And so I don't think I said anything, but from the week before <laughs> I had talked about the three Instagram rails and the morning routine and stuff. And I think I did report on that, but um, my morning routine, I was crushing it for like a week and a half. And then I went on a trip this past weekend to St. George mm-hmm. and I just didn't do it as much. Like I did a little bit. I didn't do my posture exercises this morning. I did my first posture exercise and just stayed there. Cause what it is is that you actually put your legs up on your couch and you're, you're like laying on the ground, um, that position. And I just laid there and listened to multiple meditations and never like moved from that position. <laughs> so, um, let's just say the last couple of days, I definitely, so I was talking to Steph, I was like, man, I was doing so good. And then I just stopped and it just like all my momentum feels like it's gone. So I, um, it's just interesting. I, I noticed that, that like for me, it's like, okay, I can miss one day, but I can't, I'm trying not to miss two. So not repeat it in that way. Um, and then I I also feel like the Instagram Reels, this past week I did do more Instagram Reels as a result of the previous challenge. And so like I did actually post more Instagram Reels this past week. I never do things on the weekend. I always do it like closer in the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I didn't do anything after that, but I did do that again. So I did have that many reels and then um and then i think that what i want to focus on for the next little bit is or for the next week is getting my event so i'm i told you guys about the event that i'm gonna do on the 14th may 14th from 10 a.m to 12 p.m and in Sandy at that event. I just need to get it off the ground and be starting to promote it. I haven't been doing that. And I can see that there's active procrastination happening and there is um, some not productive behaviors that I am like creating right now. And so that really needs to be my goal and my focus is to get that off the ground and to be promoting that event. and how am I how am I gonna do that? Who am I gonna talk to about it? Who am I gonna tell? This is actually gonna be a paid event. And I'm really nervous about it being a paid event because I am I just wanna believe that people wanna pay for an event, which some people do, but I think some people that's just never gonna get to them. And that's fine. Those are not my people. So I just what, exactly. what um time is it at? It's from ten AM to twelve PM on May 14th. I'm putting in my calendar. Awesome. At least there'll be one person, you guys. There'll be Steph and I for sure. <laughs> I'll be there. I, I'm planning on being there. I'll pay Tracy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is exciting. Wow, you guys, I have two <laughs> people already. This is incredible. Um, but uh, thank you, first off. Thank you so much. And uh, But yeah, I feel like I've just had I just have noticed like how much I'm stopping myself and I'm like, okay, Tracy, why are you actively building against your own dreams? <laughs> like what is going on? So it's been an interesting process and my, you guys, the title of the event is be not afraid. So it's very funny. So funny. <laughs> but I think that once you're there, like you will totally be fine. And yeah. 
Um, and I think it is like the anticipation. And guess what? If it is just me, you, and Melody, we don't care. Like, we'll have such a fun time. Right? You guys get to meet Chantel because we're doing it at her house. Yeah. So it'll be four people. I think that if you will post it on, are you posting it on social media? Mm hmm. And putting the link, like I will reshare that. I'm sure Melody like can like put the word out to people. So right. We just you need know, the information I, to share. Totally. Too. And I think that's just, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my information out there and quit being a baby. That's the goal. So that's what I'm going to do. And Got that's like my one thing. That's the one thing I'm going to focus on for the next week is like making sure that that is happening and that I am not, and I create a system where I'm promoting it. So and then there's a lot of people at the coalition that'll um, tell, I'll just introduce you at the coalition and be like, do you guys know Tracy has this event? Your demographics yeah, women. For my fifty, right? my fiftieth episode. If you want yeah. to come to my event. Anyway, so um, yeah, things are good. I'm excited. So that's what I'm gonna focus on. And yep, that's all. I like it. I'm so excited, Tracy. And whatever happens, I feel like it'll just be such a good learning experience. I feel like, like just learning how to put a, an event together like that and market and. That's how it all starts, right? I think that's awesome. Um, my goal for last week, I think you texted me and asked me, right, Tracy? And my goal was to, I think it was to just go with the flow. Is that what I That was from you? the previous, I think that we said. Um, Oh yeah, my goal is to choose happiness instead of bitterness and to remember that I can only control myself. Yes. Yes. Um, honestly, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really remember what my goal was, but I feel like the reason that was my goal is that's kind of what I've been focusing on uh, anyways. And I feel like that still is a work in progress. Like I'm, I definitely am better. I definitely am catching myself like wanting to be negative. I've realized about my realized this about myself. You know how they say that some people are just naturally more optimistic and some people are more just naturally pessimistic. And I always thought I was more of a naturally optimistic person. I, that's always how I saw myself. And that's what people told me growing up. Like you're so happy and you're so positive. Here's the thing, I am not. I am completely naturally a pessimist. It, it, it takes a lot of work for me to change that. <laughs> Tracy is like pointing to herself. Um, and I don't know, this, it's kind of hard, like recognizing these things in yourself. Like, oh man, I, I've been lying to myself. I am very negative, very, and actually like depression is very heavy in my family. And that's, that's something that, I've learned, I've learned that I, I have dealt with a lot of my life and I just am kind of a sad negative person and it takes a lot of effort to be positive and happy. And so anyways, I've, I just have been catching myself like wanting to be negative and sad and I'm consciously choosing to like, no, think positive. And there's been a lot of times where I'm like, I'm so grateful for this day in my stupid house and I'm grateful for my stupid car. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's not perfect, but that's a step, right? And I think it's good that I, I am 
you know, trying to be grateful. I'm trying to be happy. And in those moments when I recognize I'm being negative. So I'm working on that and I am feeling better. Like I have felt a, uh, I have felt my heart soften. I have felt more fullness and happiness in my life. And I'm going to continue to work on that. And I think, um, I think a lot of, anyways, I got really bitter during COVID. I think a lot of, a lot of people did. And I, I feel like this is me kind of still recovering from, from 2020 and like trying to come back from that. But no, anyways, I, things are, things are way better and things are going good there. And then also focusing on just controlling myself and not controlling other people. I've caught myself getting frustrated at people because I, I have unrealistic expectations or I think they should respond this way or do something this way. And I started to get frustrated, but then I'm like, like, I can't control them. They're going to respond how they're going to respond. And a lot of the times people aren't responding in a bad way. They're just responding in a way that I wouldn't respond in, or I don't want them to respond in that way, you know? So, um, particularly with like close friends and family, right? And I just have been trying to let go and let people do what they do and change my thoughts around things and, and take care of myself. A lot of the times it comes down to, I want you to respond in this way because I want the external validation or I want you to comfort me or I want you to do something for me and I'm frustrated that you're not, right? Um, so just learning that no, like I can do that for myself. I can validate myself. I can take care of myself. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, anyways, so I've been fo focusing on that. My goals for this week, honestly, I don't know. My goal for this week is to just survive this week, um, to just I'm not gonna get the things done that I wanted to get done this week because I've overbooked myself. And so I think I need to learn to just let go and be okay that I'm not gonna get everything done that I wanna get done this week and just survive it. So that's my goal for this week. Awesome. Yep. Anyways. I don't know why you're laughing, but now I wanna know. I know, why are you laughing? Me? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I just was wondering if I was one of those people with expectations. Melody and I had a very good talk last night, but it was also very hard. So, but I was I proud of us. I feel like we are closer as friends. Yeah. I honestly yeah. was like, I was like, Steph, I think this is just, this is the point in our friendship, <laughs> you know, where I feel like this is like a, sister level where we're getting frustrated with each other and no I literally wasn't thinking of you I to, to be totally to be totally frank I I've mainly thinking of my wonderful spouse who, who does things a little different than me <laughs> no I mean I and I I feel like our conversation last night was really good because it made me see like just uh, your perspective of thing and I think that we just understand each other more. Yeah, no, it was it was really good for me too. And you know, I also was thinking about it this morning. And I think I think we both were just kind of we were in a place where we were just frustrated already. I feel like you were kind of I know that you were struggling, it was a hard weekend for you, and 
it was really hard weekend for me too. And then I feel like we both just kind of, it was just kind of the timing of it too, you know? So. Yes. So we, so let me <laughs> just give them the prevalence. So I didn't do my race <laughs> on Saturday because I was like, that's going to waste three hours of my day. I'm going to just do it by myself. I'll just do my 5k by myself. But, um, but it was like, it just brought up some stuff and it made me realize I don't like racing, but then, yeah. So there was just like a lot of stuff that we like talked through the other other day. Some tears were shed just cause you know, but we've been working together for two years. Nothing was out of like hate or anything, but Melody was asking really hard questions that I didn't want to answer. She was like, are you frustrated with me? Or are you frustrated with yourself? And I was like, I'm frustrated with you. <laughs> And then later on in the conversation, I was like, I'm frustrated with myself. <laughs> so I think it's hard when she's my coach asking me stuff, but we're also friends because then she's like, is running a priority? I'm like, yes, I've been working out so much. But then like, I totally got her point. So that, Tracy, that was like the premise of our, it's it, like, it's hard having someone call you out on your crap and asking having a crucial conversation with you so no that's absolutely important too though i feel like mm. those are turning points those are awesome moments where you know that that person can ask you those questions and that you're going to be just fine you're going to make it through it to the other end of that conversation so that's that's awesome i admire that exactly. i admire no, it it is hard to kind of um i always tell coach i'm like okay i'm putting on or er, coach i always tell stuff that i'm putting on my coach hat and i'm like okay i'm taking off my coach hat and now i'm putting on friend hat and mm -hmm. it, it does get complicated because i'm like okay stuff you're paying me to be a coach so <laughs> i'm gonna say these like here's my coach hat i'm gonna say these things if i wasn't your coach i would never say these things to you right <laughs> <laughs> so there is and we talked about that too and and we we're both like oh you know just trying to keep like the coach and friend thing and i was like even if um i was like i don't want coach coach coaching to like affect our friendship and vice versa and um yeah and anyways we all but worked then, out but then i was like does she not want to coach me because i didn't run the race and then you're like no it's not that i don't want to coach like we yeah it just was <laughs> it was a good like heart to heart conversation so that's why i was laughing because when she was like even when people don't like meet like these expectations i was like that was totally me over the weekend <laughs> that's why I was <laughs> and i really wasn't thinking of you i wasn't <laughs> like honestly things are good and you know i there's definitely things that i need to work on as a coach too so you know and and we so you're very patient with me and the fact that you tell me stuff like that's what i need but you do it in a very loving way but you also call me out which is good but yeah, right. that's that's powerful. That's what a coach is there for. A coach right. is there to like be your friend. Your coach is there to tell you the truth and be like, hey, guess what? And I think our friends should also tell us the truth. I don't think our friends yeah. should us either, but I think that um but I think it's definitely like the role of a coach is to is to be is to be honest. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. I was like, I was like, stuff is not gonna like me right now, but <laughs> way but, to dive in that takes courage be not afraid way to go that was the one who started it and i was like thank you Steph, for telling me how you feel and anyways things are good and i feel like 
I was actually kind of happy. Well, very happy afterwards. I was like, man, we crossed our first like argument barrier. Yeah. In our friendship. Two years. <laughs> and it wasn't even that yeah. bad, but it was like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, when you get defensive, I was totally defensive. So. Oh, I, I feel like we, we both kind of were. I mean, <laughs> so. but yeah, things are good. So, oh man. <laughs> and I feel like, anyways, I feel like we'll always, always remember that phone call. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Because like sometimes, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like when you're feeling like someone's frustrated with you or like you're frustrated with them, I was like, I'm not even going to talk to her tonight. And then I was like, dang it, I have to talk tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Like, I know. I didn't want to have the conversation. And that's the first time I've ever been like not wanting to have the conversation. But I was like, I'm just not going to answer the phone. Because sometimes it is hard to have those conversations with people when you know that, like, especially me as the, the runner knew that I needed to step it up. So. Right, especially like when we haven't ever had an argument like that. And yeah, I I totally feel that. And I I thought about that too. When I so I I called Steph like an hour before our run and she didn't answer and I was like and and you said that you just your phone wasn't on you, but yeah. I was like I was like, oh man, Steph is probably mad at me. And I because <laughs> she didn't answer her phone. And I was like and we have the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine when you're married to someone, you're like, well, they're living here. So, you know, we need to work this out because we're Dude, The silent head. treatment is the thing. Oh, geez. I, I feel like that's one of the meanest things. I feel like we're just like blabbering now, but whatever. I feel like it's one of the meanest things ever. I need to stop myself, but that has happened many times just I'm like I'm just not going to talk to him it happened one time on a five-hour car ride <laughs> <laughs> oh man no I I definitely just went through a silent treatment moment with my husband and the truth of the matter is that like I feel like I I we both are not very tolerant of that we both don't like that very much but I feel like it was interesting to be like wow we probably do need some space right now, actually. So I'm sort of wondering, like, how do you also, anyway, you're not in this, you're not, I just think it's also an interesting thing to talk to your spouse, because one of the best things to do in that situation, or with somebody is to say, hey, right now, I'm not in a space where I can, where I can be my best self. Can we return to this conversation tomorrow morning? And then tell him that there's a time where you're going to return to the conversation, because a lot of those people, they just need to know that, like, especially the pursuer, if you're a pursuer versus a retreater, if you're the pursuer, you want to find a resolution. If you're the retreater, you just want space. And so you have to, if you're a retreater, you have to tell your, your, your spouse or whoever, hey, right now is not the time to resolve this conversation. I'm not ready, but we will return to this conversation at, and you give a time. Oh, Tracy, that is the hardest thing. I... I recently figured that out. I was like, oh, that is the best approach to say, let's come back to this later. Let's both have time to like recenter. Let's gather our thoughts and come back and talk about it. I hate that. I'm definitely in the pursuer where I'm like, we're not leaving this spot until we figure it out right now. We're not going to bed. Like, uh, I, I feel so bad for Jacob. I'm like, I'm sorry, but 
when we when we get in fights, Jacob's the one who just doesn't want to talk. And I'm like, no, you're talking to me. And I'm like, tell me what's wrong. Like I just keep digging and digging and not good, not good, not a good. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely working on that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it like makes you sit with the discomfort more than you want to, like for a longer period of time. So exactly. Well, but like tying it back to what you guys were talking about earlier with the moments that they're fleeting, right? Moments of joy moments of hardship and I think that like regardless if it's like a romantic or friend or family relationship after you resolve conflict it it really does strengthen those bonds and it's refreshing it sort of like refreshes that relationship and so relationships in our life are hard it would be easier to just go be by yourself and never have to deal with anyone or their emotions but then what fun is that because people are the thing that bring us the most joy Oh, stuff that so much truth in everything you just said. It's so true. I definitely have had, I've, I've said this so many times. I'm like, if I was not LDS, didn't know the importance of eternal families, I would never get married. I'd live in a van with a dog and I would just run all day, every day. And sometimes I fantasize of that life. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) (laughs) But when I really have done like deep reflection, especially recently, um, I really have come to realize that that really is where true fulfillment and pure happiness comes from, is from God and relationships in your life. And when I think about times when I was the happiest, it's when I was dancing in the kitchen with my family. Like that had nothing to do with how much money I had or how successful I was or how much alone time or space I had. Like (laughs) it was all about having fun with people that I love. And so it's 100%. 100 percent worth it 100 percent worth the arguments and discomfort uncomfortable times and not being able to sleep but you know it's totally worth it (laughs) well with that (laughs) (laughs) on that note so there was i feel like lots of random gold nuggets in this episode today (laughs) all right Well, thank you, everybody who stuck with us until the end. Our goal for you for this week is to dance. And if you do dance, reach out to us on Instagram, the 52 Weeks Podcast, and let us know what your experience was like. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Toodles.